All right, Cancer, welcome to Taurus season. I'm so curious what is happening in your life. Um, my sense is, is as I tune in with your chart that there are some notable transitions and in the space between Aries season and Taurus season, um, March and April, it feels to me that you are moving boldly in new directions and you have uh, new ideas about who you are and can be in the world. You are differentiating um, either from some important long-standing relationships that can include people, organizations, families, uh, maybe even ideas or ways of being. Um, and you are feeling your potency and potentiality in some remarkably different ways. And as we move into Taurus season, it feels like your world is both opening up and expanding and also rapidly getting really full. <laughs> so there's a lot. There's just like a lot there. Many of you might have a lot on your mind, a lot of plans, future potentials and possibilities, hopes, wishes, dreams, and the worries because they're going to be there. Uh, many of you might feel particularly compelled and enlivened in um, some pretty exciting ways right now. And if you think back uh, over the last, let's say, four to five years and consider how you have been orienting towards the ways that you want to be in the world, both as your own being and um, a figure that, that people will relate with. And so we could think about your worldly persona or your public image. Um, many people think about their careers, you know, what are they doing in the world? Um, but for me, it always feels more than that because there are more subtle and psychological and I think often spiritual reasons for why we do what we do, what we are compelled towards and why we build what we build. So there's uh, a feeling that who you are in the world um, is a is a focal point for you right now, but there's possibilities opening around that that are new. And who you are in the world says and does some things in terms of who and what you have access to and who and, and what you're surrounded by. Um, and it feels to me like your world is expanding in some ways. And so you might be meeting new people, uh, engaging in different kinds of groups or causes or organizations. Um, you might have inspiration coming in right now around these kinds of ideas or longings or desires. Um, but your chart feels very active and activated in Taurus season, um, which is remarkable because <laughs> you're one of the last horoscopes I'm recording for. And um, I'll say that I think a lot of the Taurus season themes are like, take a nap, go 
like down. Um, not too much is happening right now. And, or, or it doesn't want to. And in your chart, I think you might be tired because Taurus season for everybody is going to be influenced by Mercury retrograde the whole season. And Mercury retrograding in Taurus um, can definitely inspire feelings of maybe not always fatigue, but appreciation of rest for sure. So I think you might appreciate some rest as we go through Taurus season. And I would highly encourage you to get some rest. And I'm going to say that it feels to me that there is um, a kind of excitement uh, and activity in the cancer charts um, in Taurus season. And so I'm not sure how many of you are going to be able to rest. Uh, that said, Mercury retrogrades are always great times to apply the RE prefix. And though rest is not a prefix, um, it can be included in the group. And then there are uh, some other themes that are coming in with this retrograde for you that for me have to do with the ideas that you have and maybe the experiences that you're starting to have out there in the world. And so the new friends, the new possibilities, the hopes, the dreams, the wishes, you can imagine uh, how if, if you think about you know, all of us being connected, humans, but also the more than human realm, um, kind of webbed together, right? Your inhale is your uh, houseplant's exhale, and you are connected to friends across uh, time and space, right? It's like there are these webs of connection. So the webs of connection in your life are really wanting to grow, and they're also... Um, there's a lot of activity happening in them right now in your in your connective webs. Um, great time to hang out with mycelium if you like to hang out with them. Um, but this Mercury retrograde, I think, is a time for you to take a little bit of a conceptual step back and try and see as much as you can, uh, from a bigger picture, the arc of your life. And so often we're just really in our lives, right? We're in the day-to-day -day and we can think like, wow, it was really different five years ago or I wonder what I'm going to be doing next week. Um, but to, to make a point of taking some actual time, you might want to map it out or draw it out. Uh, you can totally meditate about it walk and think about it or talk with a friend, but can you get a big picture zoom out and consider the arc and trajectory of your life so far? And wherever you are now, how you feel yourself moving towards the future, of course, is unknown in so many ways, but you also have your vision, you have your longings, you have your dreams and your wishes. And some of them will come true, and many of them will come true in ways that you can't even imagine or plan or expect. Um, and many of them won't come true, but your longings or your wishes in that direction will inspire new dreams to take shape. And so this is a, a powerful moment with Mercury Retrograde to give yourself um, a little bit of, of wise counsel and perspective 
as you consider the arc of your life and imagine where you want to go. Um, and then do some practical tending of what do these directions need from you. Now, I think it's very practical to have a spiritual and meditative practice. And a lot of people I know agree with me. When we take time to align our mind, heart, and body and be intentional with our attention, uh, we become more energetically attuned to the kinds of frequencies and experiences that I think we're trying to cultivate or have. I am not promoting like a, um, what's that book called? The Promise or something? Like the, like the idea that anybody can have whatever they want just by visualizing it. That's not true. We're, we're in <laughs> entangled realities that are deeply shaped by um, all kinds of things we can't control. And inside of our particular predicaments, uh, however, there are opportunities for growth and there are opportunities for impossible solutions to emerge. And so the feeling that your wish could be granted is both fantastical and also possible. And so the sensation here is, what's the wish? What's the big wish right now? And it's not the wish for next week or for next year. It's the, it's the big picture wish. And big picture wishing um, is not spell casting. So you don't, you know, you're not committing yourself to uh, this is, you know, I'm wishing it this way. So it's going to be exactly this. I can never have another wish. No, you can have as many wishes as you want. Your big picture wishing helps you orient intentionally and energetically with the trajectories of your desired growth. And your chart right now has actually a lot of support for being intentional and moving um, effectively in the directions of your intentions. And many of you, as we move into Taurus season, um, it feels, it almost feels to me like you sense this and you sense the potential of your power, like the power to make your reality to some extent, right? Like you sense the power to, okay, if I'm really intentional, I could have this. It's not a guarantee, but it is a probability because I, I feel my own capacity. That's the feeling I have in your chart. And I think that some of you might also be a little scared about that. And there may be ways that you're like, well, no, I couldn't have that, or it's not for me. Um, and there's also some, some kind of patterns that you've been working to dispel and free yourself from when it comes to um, relational agreements that you make to be, um, I'm going to say disempowered. I make these relational agreements all the time. <laughs> they come from places of insecurity. They come from places of socialization for me as an AFAB person, as a person born as, uh, an assigned female at birth. I've been socialized to apologize. I've been uh, trained to make space, not just for men, but for other people in general. Um, I've been trained to be a caretaker and to 
not advocate or even know sometimes my own needs. Um, we live in societies that are hell-bent on disempowering and disembodying us. And I say that for everybody, including the uh, you know white Christian men with money that seem to be in control of so much. Um, this is a society that also disempowers them. And it disempowers all of us uh, by disembodying us by teaching us to uh, hate our bodies or to not trust them or to not listen to them. It teaches us to police each other, right? And have judgments about what other uh, bodies look like and do and how they behave. And then um, people are worried about fitting in and conforming. And this kind of relational dynamic exists uh, in a very deep way in our bodies because it's actually biologic. Um, when we are cast out from relationships, if we're not accepted, the consequence is death in our cellular memory. And so on a biological uh, level, there are some patterns that it feels like you are working to unwind and bring into more consciousness about the ways that you disempower yourself in relationship, I'm going to say as a survival strategy. And these patterns are calling for your attention um, throughout the year and into next year, but you are well on your way, I think a lot of you to dispelling and resolving them. But as we move into Taurus season, my feeling is like a lot of you have a sense of the possibility of what you could have or what you could want. And then there might be some, some underlying patterns that are coming in and whispering in your ear, whatever the messages are for you, the messages of your internalized depression. Why can't you have that, um, et cetera. And there may also be messages that are not feeling necessarily like self-negation, but might have you in a place of needing to prove something or feeling competitive or feeling a sense of scarcity. And then your wishes and your desires for yourself actually get, um, they get manipulated by that, those sensations, right? You can't be just in your body and your clear wish because you're getting influenced by the toxic streams of, um, uh, entrained kind of systems of dominance, right? Where all our bodies um, have, have learned to live like that in, in modernity. So, sorry, that was a philosophic rant. Um, maybe you stayed with me. Anyway, the feeling that I have for you is that Taurus season is an opportunity for you to zoom out, get the big picture, notice where, where in the past, like consider when in the past did you not listen to yourself? Where are your regrets? Um, in the choices that you made to move towards your own wishes and desires, how have you now been informed by your own maturation? What would you wish for yourself now? Um, can, you, can you get the big picture and strategically and practically start to think about what do you want to move towards in this next chapter of your life. 
Okay, so those are all the themes that I have for you for Taurus season. So timing-wise, uh, the first two weeks of Taurus season are held in an eclipse window. So we have an eclipse a couple of hours before Taurus season begins at the very last degrees of Aries, and then an eclipse on May 5th in your fellow water sign Scorpio. So the first two weeks from April 19th to May 5th, we're in eclipse times. Eclipse times ask us to uh, let go and let God, goddess, goddess, etc. come in and uh, really try and feel the ways that our lives are shaping into the changes that are evolutionary in their nature. Um, we have Mercury stationing retrograde on April 21st and it feels to me like these first two weeks are a period of time in which it's good to, to do less when and where you can it's great to try and stay relaxed. If plans change or if things feel chaotic or if you don't know, let it just be unknown. Go with the flow. Any plan that's changing needs to change. If there are mistakes that are happening or things emerging that you're like, whoa, I didn't think about that, it's because it's a course correction. So try not to get frustrated. Be curious about what's happening and do your best to relax your brain and your body during this time and try to just like let things go as much as possible. Let things roll, let things slide. Um, keep calm as much as you possibly can in this uh, window of time. It's a great time for cleansing, a great time for staying really hydrated. The lunar eclipse on May 5th, as I mentioned, is in your fellow water sign, Scorpio. This is a lunar eclipse that is um, asking you for expression. It feels like you have some things that need to come out maybe in kind of a cathartic way at this time. You're a cancer, boo. You got some feelings. <laughs> feelings need to get expressed, especially for cancer people. It's like, feel them, feel them. Feelings come and go. Oh, here's a feeling. Okay, let it be felt. Bye-bye. The lunar eclipse and full moon has some feelings for you. So please express them. Write in your journal, cry, get a friend on the phone, make your therapy appointments. This is a time also that is very supported by creative outlets for your emotions. And so like writing poetry or painting a picture or making an interpretive dance about how you feel would be excellent. Make some music about it, sing a song, have a cathartic process. You are um, processing around this full moon and this processing is expressive. It might, it might be dramatic and ideally your drama is like a chosen source of drama. So this is what I'm saying, like make a dance, you know, sing a song. Um, try not to get pulled into relational drama because who wants more of that? Um, for those of you who are parents, this may also be a period of time when your kids are going through an emotional thing and they need to express. Give them room to express themselves. Let the feelings come out. Um, these are feelings that are important to be expressed. Feelings come and go and feelings change. You don't need to write a book about them, right? It's like feel the feelings. Um, this particular full moon also 
I think the release of it, the emotional release of it is quite empowering for you ultimately, and it helps you kind of get through something. And so I also want to say that sometimes these kinds of astrological moments are preceded by a buildup of energy and then a breakdown and then a breakthrough. So the first week of May, if you're like feeling stressed, pissed, pressured, and you're like, ah, I'm going to lose my mind, you know, and then sometime around the full moon, you have a big cathartic process. <laughs> then on the other side of that, I think you're going to feel much better. Um, and then we have Venus entering your sign on the seventh. And so that's a big support. And the last two weeks of Taurus season, um, really bring in actually a lot of support, a lot of reflective support, a lot of support for your ideation and your planning and your ideas and your big picture. Um, so that's really when a lot of these themes that I was talking about, uh, it, it feels like they, they land and they start to flow for you. Um, on May 6th, which is the day after the lunar eclipse, Sherry Taylor, who is a community member and a facilitator with Embodied Astrology, is going to be offering the second of a four-part series of workshops on Saturn and Pisces. Each of these workshops is standalone, and um, I really want you to come. <laughs> Saturn entered Pisces in March. It is there for about three years. Pisces is also a fellow water sign. And Saturn in this place for you really wants to help you um, conceive of, manifest, and materialize around your big picture. This is an influence that wants to help you write a new story for yourself. And um, it has a lot of support if you work with it. And listening to horoscopes is great, but working with your astrology and working with your chart is another level entirely. Sherry is a clinical psychologist, a death doula, a mystic, an amazing astrologer, an incredible storyteller. And the first session that she did in this series was so powerful, and it's been really helpful for me working with this transit. Um, and I'm really excited about the second class because she'll be focusing a lot on how do we know what is real? And then uh, how do we provide ourselves containers um, around what we know is real for ourselves. And this could be choices, right? What are my actual choices? What is real for me? This is so helpful for you right now in this process uh, that I'm speaking to, this kind of need for a big picture view. Um, so check out Sherry's workshop. You can get the recording. If you can't attend live, you can also get the recording of the previous one if you want. And then on May 20th, there is another uh, guest-facilitated workshop, this time by a team. They're a power team, um, Embodied Astrology Favorites. This is their third workshop with EA. Michelle and Ramon Gabrieloff Parrish are climate and food justice educators and cosmic cultural futurists. They are poets. They are artists. They are activists. They've been involved in the climate and food justice movements in Colorado and um, the Southwest and Rocky Mountain region for decades. And they are uh, deeply mystical beings. And Ramon is one of my favorite astrologers to talk to, especially about current astrology and uh, generational astrology. So their workshop, The New Abundance and Power, uh, works through an astrological lens to think about how we can practically apply ourselves to transforming systems and revolutionizing our relationships with land, labor, and food. Now, Cancer, I don't know 
you specifically, but I am going to say that Taurus holds a part of your chart that is about the world and how you are involving yourself in the world. And Taurus as an energy is related to land, labor, and food. And so if some of you out there are thinking about the future and you're like, shit, this is a a sinking (laughs) ship, right? Like what do we actually need to do in order to survive and to thrive and to build, um, futures that we want to live in. Land, labor, and food are areas to work in. They are very practical. So when it comes to your big vision, if some of you are thinking in those realms, please come and join us for this workshop. I think it's going to be um, really helpful and supportive and inspiring. You can also find me every Monday in the Embodied Astrology Somatic Space. Those are 90-minute virtual gatherings. They are available by drop-in and donation. And I just play with astrology. So I work with the upcoming weeks, planetary transits, lunar cycles, and solar season, and design a sequence that is experiential, that's a creative visualization, meditation, gentle movement practices for us to get the benefits and the opportunities of how to work with these astrological energies into our bodies. You can find more information on everything at embodiedastrology.com. You can also find your 2023 year ahead reading there. If you want more astrology for your sign, that is a two-hour reading where I look at the big themes, opportunities, and challenges of this year as a whole. And a lot of what I was just talking about in terms of this big picture is part of the big picture of this year. All right, Cancer, I'm wishing you all the best in Taurus season and beyond. Lots of love. Bye for now.